the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual and amazing relationships. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author of the book Paycheck to Purpose and host of The Ken Coleman Show. He's my co-host today. He talks about jobs and careers and money and well, doing it in a way that you love it. And so if you got questions about all that, you jump in. We'll talk about it and anything else you want to do. We talk about you right in front of you, and we make a living doing it. Phone number at 888-825-5225. Jump in. Marvin is going to start us off this hour in New York, Albany, to be precise. Hey, Marvin, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Um, hi, Dave and Ken. Um, privilege uh, um, to be able to speaking with you. Um, 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 thank you very much um, for all that you do. Well, thank you. How can we help? Um, so, so uh, real brief. Um, I'm 40. Um, um, my wife is 34. Right. So we've been married for 12 years and started a turfgrass consulting business uh, with the money that we received. Um, from our wedding, right? So we do work for um, um, local mom and pop golf courses and conduct um, field trials for um, plant protectant manufacturers. Uh, I was able to go full time with the business in 2018, and she was able to go full time in 2020. Um, in January, Thanks to you guys, uh, we were able uh, to become debt-free by paying off our house. Um, one of our clients uh, will be selling their golf course soon. Uh, so my question for you is, uh, should we buy it for $1.2 million? Well, the first question is, can Dave and I play for free? <laughs> it could affect our answer. <laughs> no pressure, Mark. I'm kidding, Mark. Lifetime membership. Yeah, the uh, it's going to cost you, Marvin. It's going to cost you, buddy. This advice is going to be free today, Dave. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, okay, 1.2 million, and so yep. this thing is uh, has a net profit after all salaries are paid, including whatever the owner is paying himself to manage the course because it's a mom and pop. Um, yep. This thing is making uh, 300 thousand a year. Uh, uh, no, it's doing uh, doing about uh, one one fifty to to a uh, two hundred uh, net. Okay. So why in the world would you pay one point two for that? That's well, overpriced. Um, yeah, I, I I mean, um, you know, I I I know what know what know the golf course business uh, fairly well. The uh, uh, infrastructure in the in the golf course uh, business. Um, the 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 uh, the worth that uh, comes from the assets, right? So meaning, right? So golf carts, right? Maintenance equipment, uh, things like that. Yeah, no, the worth and, doesn't come from that. No, those things only have a value to the extent they create a profit. Okay. If all of those things created zero profit, you would have what's known as a hobby. Okay. Not a business, and so the golf okay. carts, the infrastructure, the quality of the turf. The everything there, the name, the reputation in the community, uh, the area of town it's in, all of that goes to create one thing, profit. And the way you calculate okay. profit is net profit. Uh, a, a small business is worth a maximum of five times net profit. 
five times net profit. Yeah, that's a you twenty. That's a twenty percent rate of return. And, okay. and our small business purchase is a very high risk purchase, and so you would want at least a twenty percent rate of return. And that's after. It, it, that's if you're an absentee owner, and so let's say I bought it for in Tennessee, okay, and mm-hmm. I I had to hire a manager. And I had to hire every single staff member that was needed. Not you get to work over there for free or the a former owner gets to work over there for free and thereby increase the profits. You follow me? Yes, so, I do. Real profits for an absentee investor. This is how you calculate the value of a small business transfer. And uh, it's called a cap rate process, capitalization rate. Um, the only other way you could ca- calculate the value is the what's called book value, which would be considerably less. And that is if you took all, if you bought it and you sold off all the assets, you sold off the golf right. carts, you sold off the real estate, you sold off the, uh, you collected the receivables, you paid the payables, and that's book value. That should be less than four times, five times net profit. It should be. Okay. Uh, but that's that's if you were going to disband the whole operation, and it's worth more shut down than it is operationally. Then, and I, I right. doubt that's the case here. Because I got to tell you, man, I'm I don't know a ton about the golf business, but there's kind of a joke in the investment world that the guy that makes the money on a golf course is the second owner. The guy that makes the money on a ski slope is the second owner, because the first yep. one usually goes bankrupt. There's not right, much. There's I've not much that. margin or spread no. in that world. Very low margins, and so you know uh, yeah, just be careful to not overpay for it. If you're going to pay cash for it, Marvin, and you want to buy it, it sounds like you know the golf business, or at least the side of it that you've been in. But um, I'm telling you, the finances on this deal they don't sound that great. Um, and if the guy goes, "Well, the real estate's worth a lot," then he ought to just sell the real estate. If the real estate's worth more than a million two, then he ought to just sell the real estate, put condos on it, or whatever. Because uh, I mean, from a from a business transaction standpoint, not a romantic view of grass and trees and ponds. The real estate is unquestionably the most valuable part of this purchase. A mom and pop golf course is a mom and pop golf course for a reason. Not knocking them. I've played some awesome little munis in my life, and they're great. But this is a low margin business, and you probably don't have the clientele. You look at how old your your average member or your average golfer is, I'd be running all those things beyond everything that Dave mentioned. And unless this is a burning conviction and you got the cash for it and you can handle it, I'd run away from it unless it's a real estate purchase only. I mean, it's just such a low margin business and you're competing against, in that area, you're competing against higher end clubs that are charging much, much more, and you're just limited in your growth with a small golf course. You're limited. Your revenue growth is limited. Got to love the way Ken throws around the insider lingo. What, I've, what did I've I say? I played a lot of really good munis in my time. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. A municipal course. I should. You're right. That was inside baseball. Inside golf lingo. Yeah, it just means a local public course, not a private course. It's public. Anybody can play. I've played a lot of really nice munis in my lifetime. <laughs> That was pretty good, Ken. I like the way you did that. You slipped that right in there. It just added to your level of expertise. It was an accident. <laughs> I grew no, up. it wasn't. No, that's all I could afford to play. My dad, we, that's all we could play were munis when I was growing up on a pastor's income. <laughs> <laughs> 
When I think of munis, I think of municipal bonds, muni bonds. <laughs> oh, in the golf world, yeah. that just means a I know, I goat know. track. I know. I figured it out. I figured yeah. it out. No, it's not necessarily a goat track. There's some nice there ones. Are, there are some very nice ones, yes. I do know what goat track means. It means horrible golf course. Yeah, I do I'll know tell that. you a great one in the uh, Virginia Beach area, Stumpy Lake. Oh, there it's you a go. great municipal golf course. Great name. Stumpy Lake. Yeah, a bunch of tree stumps go. all over the lake. Well-known muni as of today. This Useless information from the Kid Coleman. Ramsey show. <laughs> it continues to amaze me how identity thieves keep finding ways to use our own identities against us. Not only do they commit crimes related to financial fraud, medical ID theft, and insurance benefit fraud, but now we have to deal with home title fraud. Thieves are using your own personal info to take ownership of your home so they can take out loans, and you end up with a pile of debt and foreclosure notices. Over 4,000 data breaches happened in 2018, exposing 3.6 billion records. So thieves have plenty of identities to use, and there's a one in five chance it will be yours. That's why Xander Insurance is the only program I use and recommend. Their plan covers all types of identity theft, and it takes over all the work if you become a victim. Visit Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thanks for being with us, America. We appreciate you hanging out. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Our question of the day comes from Neighborly, your hub for home services. Most American homes have dozens of appliances, and chances are at any given time there's something wrong with at least one of them. Mr. Appliance, a Neighborly brand, offers expert appliance service on your schedule. Visit Neighborly.com today to find home service experts, including Mr. Appliance in your area. Today's question comes from Neil in Wisconsin. I'm wanting to get my degree in the financial industry. What is the average starting salary for someone who is straight out of college, and what would their position be? How much room for promotion and growth is in this industry, and how do I set myself up for success? Uh, Neil, I don't know off the top of my head what an average starting salary is because this is kind of a big, ambiguous question. The financial industry covers a lot of different specific now, you can trades. Every, you can be everything from bank teller to CEO. Dude. Yeah, so that's a pretty wide range. But the second part of the question we can address, uh, how much room for promotion and growth is in this industry? Well, again, depending on the lane that you pick, uh, within the financial industry. Think of it as a track and field track. There's six, eight lanes there, multiple lanes. It depends. Uh, you can do very, very well. There's no question you could do high six figures and you could be a seven-figure earner uh, in the world of finance. I mean, there's just no question about that. That's everything from Wall Street to uh, an investment professional that does very, very well. So uh, the, the sky's the limit uh, is the answer to this. How do you set yourself up for success? Uh, that's the uh, that's the answer. The answer to that is is doesn't matter on the industry. Uh, I think it is three parts. You got to know your role on every level that you're at. That's clarity. Do I know what's expected of me? The second thing is accept the role. Win the now. Have an attitude of gratitude for where you are and bust it. There is no next if you don't win the now. And third, maximize the role. Go above and beyond. Don't walk around acting like you're the CEO, but then work like you are, like you own the place. That's know your role, accept your role, maximize your role. That's clarity, attitude, and effort. I think if you do that on every level that you're at, you're always going to be promotable. Yeah. 
absolutely and and you know bathe <laughs> smile show up on time <laughs> smile uh don't don't be an entitled twit <laughs> and um these things will take you a long way it's true i mean it, it's because really i mean in a world of um people who don't do those basic things you you really do set yourself ahead. apart it's, yeah it's, it's just a big deal just show up on time mm-hmm. you know and um wow so yeah so neil the, the 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 problem that we're having answering the question is just like saying i'm going to get a marketing degree what do marketing people make well there's about eight eighty thousand different mm-hmm. things marketing people do and the same thing's true with financial a finance degree. I have a finance degree with a specialization in real estate. Um, and because I wanted to be in the real estate business, that was my goal. I grew up in the real estate business. That was the long-term thing, but I've got all the financial goober classes under my belt now. And so a thousand years ago I did. And, uh, um, so, you know, now what are you going to do with that? There's a lot of different things. You know, like Ken said, corporate position as a financial analyst. Um, and, and but finance in general, finance and accounting are really good uh, baseline mm-hmm. uh, sets of knowledge to move into companies and do very well. Uh, for instance, there's two primary sources for the CEO of major companies in America today. Almost all the CEOs in major companies in America today are either former CFOs. Uh, or finance people, accounting people, uh, bean counters of some kind or another, or they were the director of marketing and sales. That's the primary two primary pools that CEOs come out of, the people that bring in the revenue and the people that manage and operate the business well from a numbers perspective have a higher likelihood of becoming CEOs. Uh, very few people come from the graphic arts department to become the CEO, mm-hmm. and that's not to put down the graphic arts department. It's just a statistical fact, and so you know you look at where that's taking you. So, um, but yeah, it's a great degree as yes. a baseline of knowledge because in getting that degree, it's a it's a basic business degree. You're going to end up with good statistics under your belt, good accounting under your belt. You're going to end up with marketing classes under your belt, and you know th- those are going to be those will be knowledge bases that you'll use wherever you land in business. So all of that sets you up for a positive situation. Carla is in Florida. Hey, Carla, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, thank you for having me. So excited to be talking to you. I watch you all the time on YouTube, and thank I you. love your show. We appreciate you being here. How can we help? So I have some questions. I've been plowing through my baby steps and especially paying off like credit cards good for you and i i don't have anything saved up in retirement i'm a nurse i've been a nurse for 25 years i make 138,000 plus a year Uh, my home is paid off my biggest expense is my car which i owe 23,000 on and my interest rate is 4.4%. So I first, I'm going through these baby steps, but I was paying off cards yesterday. So I paid off six, cut them up. Way to go. Threw away all the papers so that I wouldn't be tempted to call them back for a new car. And 
now I ran into the next one that I wanted to pay off, and they said if I pay it off, see, this one has an annual fee. And they said if I paid it off, it was going to ding my credit. And that, you know, just keep the card and pay the annual fee. But I was like, well, how much is that going to ding my credit? And does that matter? Mm -hmm. Because that's the next card to pay off. I have five more to pay off. So, wait a minute. Let me get this straight. A credit card company told you it's not a good idea to get rid of a credit card. Right. No. They said keep it open. You're kidding. It's going to hurt my credit if I closed it. Yeah. Of course they did. Yeah. Well, it is. It's going to it is going to damage your credit score. So the question is this, where is it we're trying to get to? Is is a credit score your goal or is money your goal? Um retirement is my goal. Yeah. Having And by the way, I've know, had people try to boil their credit score, you can't eat it. It's right. worthless. You know what a credit score is good yeah. for? There's only one thing a credit score is good for. You know what it is? Get more credit. Borrowing more money. Going into debt, which is kind of the opposite of having money for retirement. It's the opposite of what you're trying to accomplish right now. So if your goal is to get rid of your debt so that you have some money, who cares about your credit score? Yeah, and, you know, I... I You drove right past that. You didn't even get it. Yeah. How old are you? I am 60. You are killing it with 138,000, girl. Mm. I'm proud of you. Very good. Yeah. Let's get these cards chopped up and get rid of this car payment and start piling up some money. So five or six years from now, you've got $250,000, $300,000 set aside. And quit screwing around credit card companies. If I can can pay all my cards off within the next two months and then... Then knock out that $23,000 car loan. In a year. And then, oh, you can do it faster than that. You make 130. You ain't got anything else to do. This is important. Well, I, I do help my mom and my daughter out. Well, um, to the how much do you give them? Um, I pay my mother's car insurance and my daughter about 500 You're a paying month an 85-year-old's car insurance? Yeah. Does that seem weird to you? That's scary well, yeah, to me. But she's only living on Social Security. Yeah, I know. So where's um, the 85-year-old driving to? To church and to the grocery store. Yeah, thought so. This is pretty expensive trips. So um, you need to think through what where your money's going and get control of it. And for sure, we don't take advice from credit card companies on anything. All we do to them is say, bye-bye. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. You are the cigarette of the financial world, you credit card goobers. We don't want anything to do with you. This is The Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Ben is in New York. Hi, Ben. Welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hi, how are you doing? Great, man. What's up? Um, I am currently living with my parents. I am 29. Um, I've been saving for several years now, and I'm trying to figure out if I am ready to uh, buy a house and if I can afford to, you know, get my own place at this point. Okay. How much do you have saved? 
uh, 100K. Okay. Uh, what keeps you from leaving there and buying a house? Um, well, I was mostly just trying to reach a certain, I was trying to reach that goal of a hundred, hundred K save. Okay. You got a hundred K. You got a hundred K. I mean, common sense tells me you could go buy a house in Albany with a hundred K. You're 29 years old. How much do you make? Uh, about 70, 75. Cool. All right. I I, I would definitely do it like this week. (laughs) You think, you think that's a good idea? Cause I I didn't want to rent was the thing. I didn't want to be throwing out money. You know, dude, impulsive is not on your list of things to do. Yeah. We don't have to worry about you being impulsive. You're 29. You live at home. You're not impulsive. Okay. Time to go. Yes. Go get you a house. Get you a life. Yeah, for sure. No, I like it. I love it, man. So uh, how much do you make again? 70. What do Uh, you do? 70. Um, I work in accounting. Okay. You are risk averse, aren't you? Man, you're just... Hey, um, it's time, man. Go out in the sun, see the sunshine. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the, you, you are a numbers dude. I love you. I'm a nerd. I'm a numbers nerd too, man. So I'm right there with you, Ben. You've been crunching numbers and crunching numbers and crunching numbers. And the problem with those numbers nerds is, and you're, you're one, I'm one. So I'm owning it with you. We can get paralysis of the analysis and you have a bad case. Sure. Get a house, yeah, no, get, get a life, mm-hmm. go, 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 Don't do worry. something, I mean, go have some fun, been, man, I, go get, yeah. you know, and, and tell your mama, you love her and you'll see her in five months. Yeah. I mean, she's going to be, she's going to be glad to get rid of you. I promise. I don't think she is actually. Well, I think I, that's part of the problem. He's an easy guy to live with. He, he's he not is, a problem. He's not, but let me tell not you like, something. not like he's having parties in the basement or something. We're here, seeing so. more and more of this and I'm not picking on no, Ben, but no. I do want to say this. Ben, go there's, buy a house. There's two things that are going on. Number one, he's got the analysis paralysis situation, Yeah. but he also, along with the fear of change is how comfortable he is at mom's house. And that can just keep you when you because you can justify staying by using the numbers. And I think you got to be realistic. How much of this is I'm just afraid to kind of go out and start adulting? That wasn't even a term ten years ago, and I hate saying it. I'm a little embarrassed that I even uttered it. Yeah, but I mean it's time for a lot. (laughs) (laughs) A great callback. But yeah, I I just think we got too many young twenty somethings that are just terrified of change. And we got to call that. I, let out. me just tell you, when, when you're out there and on the wire and there's no net, uh, it is terrifying. Yeah, it's also exhilarating, and it, it it's also what makes you a man or makes you a woman, my son. Yeah. So yeah, um, I hey, um, you know, yes, Ben, you should go buy a house, and we're Absolutely. not picking on you, but you did open a can of worms, so we'll deal with it for a second. Um, here's the thing, moms and dads, you're not doing uh, your kiddos favors when you leave them in the nest too long Mm -hmm. a eagle that stays in the nest too long becomes known as a turkey and ben i didn't just call you a turkey i'm talking about a concept here okay so ben you're you're free from this we love you we're happy for you glad you got 100k you need to buy a house in the next month and you need to move immediately for your sake and uh, it's good it's good You, you know we're there but uh so our our oldest when she came out of school easy kid Oh yeah, Denise. To this day, yeah. she's just a pleasant, easy person, and um, and she moved back to. Our, she's the only one of them that moved back to our house after college, and uh, she was waiting on a, a roommate situation to develop so she could go get the the first rental property, right? Uh, and um, 
So she's living there for about uh, two months, and we said, okay, that's probably enough. And she's like, what? I'm like, you know, you, you got you to get this done. because Not because we don't like you. She, she was not in our way. She's like Ben. She could have lived there, and we wouldn't, oh. have, we wouldn't have noticed. She'd been there until she's 29. We wouldn't have noticed. But uh, we're like, no, you, you are missing out on life when, when you're 22, 23, 25 years old, and you live in your mama's basement. You're missing out on life. Yep. And so you need to go be somebody. And um, it breaks our heart because we love you. We, we like having you around. But uh, it's not about us. It's about you and your development as a person, your uh, emotional, your psychological, your spiritual development, your financial development. You become a different person when you buy your own eggs and pay your own light bill mm-hmm. and fold your own clothes. Or don't. But they're your clothes. Mm. Yeah. And that it, it just changes. There's a little thing happens there, a little different thing. Oh, and, yeah. again, Ben – for God's sakes, we're not picking on you, okay? We're not. You called up. You're a nice young man. We appreciate you. Yeah. None of this is aimed at yeah. you. But I'm just telling you, folks, moms and dads, you are stunting their growth. 100%. Reminds me of that movie with Matthew McConaughey, oh, Failure to it's Launch. It's a horrible movie. I don't know. I think it's Matthew, a great Matthew, rom-com. Matthew has done some really good work in his life, and that is not on the list. This is exciting, folks. Dave Ramsey with a strong opinion on a rom-com. I, I, I never thought I'd see the day. Well, I this mean, is come great. On. If your co-star is Terry Bradshaw, I'm just saying. You're right. Okay. The, the quality of the script writing was low. I, I'll give you that. But but when Stacey wants to see it, I say, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah there, there is that. I'm blaming it on her. Uh, yeah, I would. <laughs> I'm blaming it on you. But we're, all right. Joe is in Louisville, Kentucky. Hi, Joe. What's up? Hi, thanks for having me, guys. How are you? Better than we deserve. How can we help? Good. Um, so, uh, just quick background. Uh, last year, I had uh, I left a job that I was at for about 15 years. Uh, since then, I've um, been struggling to, uh, you know, find a job uh, to make what I need to make to pay the bills. And I'm primarily using job boards, and they, they just seem to not be going anywhere. Oh, they're Is awful. There other, That's horrible. Yeah, resources out there, I guess. To, what were you making? You know, um, I was making about 130000 a year. Doing what? It was commission, so it kind of went up and down. Uh, sales and uh, management. Okay. And why did you walk out the door without having anything to go to? Uh, well, they uh, had a new ownership come through, and one of the first changes they made was pay uh, for the, the regional manager. So I ended up, um, was on the pace for about seventy k after they uh took oh, over okay. okay so they cut um, your pay so in half another... and you said you said stick it okay i got that yeah <laughs> all right so right. have you been so working have you been working yeah i've been working um i'm currently making um right now about 55k hmm. a year so do you know um, how to I, sell said, yes i i can sell what were you selling before when you're making 130 uh it's furniture wholesale or or the customers I mean, or, or to consumers. I'm sorry. Yeah, a uh, customer, uh, customer, two customers. So okay, yeah, retail. I got you. Customer. Okay. Wow. I got to tell you, my mom uh, sold furniture. Was a manager of a large furniture chain for 35 years. And if you can make that kind of money in furniture, those margins aren't that high. Uh, you've got a lot of options in front of you right now, a lot. And you've got to stop job boarding, and you've got to start start having coffee with people that you know, you civic know clubs, churches. You know people. And look, you can sell anything. You're not a guy who's stuck in an industry. In other words, you aren't just effective in the furniture industry. You know a product. You know a service. Not only can you sell it, Joe, but you let a team of people. 
Medical de- medical device sales you can make two and a quarter. Easy. Easy. So with I've I've looked at some medical like sales jobs. I, I just feel like um you know, I, I don't feel like it's you know, I'm qualified, I guess, for it. Do you you just apply hey, anyway? Yes. They don't, there's aren't doctors making the sales. Yeah. There's salespeople I got making a friend, sales to doctors. Yeah. I got a friend who's got who's a former college football player. I'm not knocking football players. He's advising surgeons on orthopedic devices in the operating room. Not because he's a genius, because they trained him on the devices. Dave's right. You don't need anything other than a willingness to learn and basic intelligence, and you have both of those in droves. Hey, we're going to send you Ken's book from yeah. Paycheck to Purpose. I want you to go on his website and learn his. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh no. Also, we're going to send you Proximity Principle. That's what his other number one because that's that does that's what you do instead of job boards. It'll help you do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personalities, my co-host, Evan, is in Indianapolis. Hi, Evan. How are you? Good. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Um, so, I'm a young guy. Last couple of years, um, I'm, a, I'm a numbers cruncher, and my numbers aren't crunching anymore. I'm not able to build my savings, and I not sure what to do with it okay what do you make uh i make twenty seven fifty an hour okay and uh so what is that about 70 a year um, no, it's more like I'm, 60 a year isn't it yeah yeah okay what do you do uh, i'm an ag mechanic so i work on uh, farm equipment okay all right and um how much debt do you have uh, about a hundred and seventeen thousand on what? Uh, seventy five on my house. I've got twenty seven thousand in student loans, and sixteen on a car. Okay. All right. Are you single? Uh, no. Getting ready to get married in a month. What's she make? Uh, she's part time because we had a. The, this is where the whole two year thing came in. Uh, we had a kid two years ago. Um. And she, so she makes, I think she makes 15 an hour and she works 20 to 25 hours a week. Okay. All right. Well, there's two sides of the equation, the income side and the outgo side. And if we want to uh, change the numbers, we usually end up working on both. So you're working 40 hours. She's working 15. Somebody's going to be working more if we want more money or we're going to be working differently meaning a new career if we want more money and um and that the outgo side is a car payment and a student loan payment when you get rid of those by tearing into them and making them the major priority a priority above all other things and get rid of them uh then you know you can get there but if you guys are making a hundred thousand between the two of you or eighty thousand between the two of you you can work through a sixteen thousand dollar car debt and a twenty seven thousand dollar student loan debt you know, in 18, 24 months, but you're going to be on beans and rice, rice and beans. You're going to be working overtime and you're going to sell so much stuff. The dog thinks it's next. (laughs) Are you budgeting? Uh, I mean, I kind of do. I mean, I don't have any, no is the answer. I don't don't have a, yeah, no. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm not, that's not a setup question, but when somebody says, I can't seem to get caught up, I can't seem to pile up savings. 
we have baby steps anyway, so we want you $1,000, baby step one, that's for emergencies. Then you're attacking this debt. But you've got to know where your money is going. And if you're not budgeting, yeah. you're going to have a hard time getting traction, whether you're in baby step one, getting $1,000, baby step two, knocking that debt off, baby step three, saving up three to six months emergency fund. If you're not budgeting, you have a greater chance of spinning your wheels because you just simply don't know where the money's hey, going. So, so when are you getting married? Uh, October the 7th. Awesome. Hey, we're going to give you a yeah. wedding gift. Uh-oh. I'm going to put you and the bride through Financial Peace University. Both of you have to go okay. if I give it to you for free. Do you promise? Yes, I promise. It's nine lessons. It also includes the world's best budgeting app, Every Dollar, the premium version, which connects to your bank. And I want you to jump in that immediately and start using it today. I'm going to give it to you right now. Austin's going to pick up and tie you into it. But get on the Every Dollar app, like Ken was saying. Because here's what we find. Research has shown across the general population that when people start doing a written budget each month, they have a 10 to a 15% lift in their money because there's that much in lost in just disorganization and impulse spending. Uh, we find it's actually more than that because the people we're dealing with are different than the general public. The people we're dealing with are like you, Evan. They're sick and tired of being sick and tired, and they're about ready to bust into something. And so they yep. lean in even harder on that budget, and they make every one of those dollars squeal. They make every one of those dollars behave. And that's why we even call the budget every dollar. Every dollar has an assignment. And that's why the budgeting app is called that. Every dollar has a name. Every dollar has an assignment. And so you're just going to get um, uh, merciless on making the money that the two of you have coming in behave and squeeze every dime out of it, increase your income, decrease your outgo, and then walk these baby steps. And Financial Peace University will help you do that. And uh, certainly the Every Dollar Budgeting app will help you do that. So ch check those out. We're going to give them to you free as a wedding gift and get you started because I've been right where you are. Evan, when people say, Ken, Ken caught that beautifully, because I used to say that too, I can't seem to get. And what that usually means is I haven't been able to out-earn my disorganization. I haven't been able to out-earn my stupidity. I haven't been able to out-earn my impulse spending. I haven't been able to out-earn my lack of a plan. Mm. And nobody can, by the way. And I used to think I'd just go get more money because I'm an abundance guy. Mm -hmm. And I would go get more money, and then I would screw it up. <laughs> you know. And so you know, you've got to make the money that you have behave. And when you're managing that well, you become what's called a faithful steward, someone who is stewarding their money in a trustworthy manner, and God looks down and goes, oh, wait, there's one in Indianapolis that gets it. Yeah. Ha, who knew? You know, and uh, we might be able to let him manage some more. That's right. If he's managing what he has well. Yep. Hello. And That's a basic biblical principle. And last piece of encouragement, Evan, if you budget first, dive into every dollar, start to see where the money is, you'll be more motivated to do extra work because as an ag mechanic who can work on those big old machines that i don't even know how they work right uh, he can work on a lot of different engines he's got some transferable skills there's a lot of side work where you as a mechanic can make really good money but you're more motivated to do that when you go okay now i'm actually getting ahead mm -hmm. because i'm now disciplined and i have a plan yeah and where do i want to be in 10 years right so now you're going okay i'll go bust it yeah, and where do I want to be in my career in 10 years? Yeah. That, that's the plan. 
This is how it works, boys and girls. Beautiful. Hey, uh, Austin will pick up and get you signed up. We'll get you taken care of. Susan's in New York. Hey, Susan, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, how are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? I have a question. Um, I'm currently in a condo that I want to sell, and I'm looking at either renting it out and then buying something new um, or maybe selling it and kind of taking this like windfall, if we want to call it that, that's going on in real estate and pay off my debt and then also buy something new. B. Either way, I feel like I want to leave this condo, but I'm afraid to let it go because I I'm have not. a good interest rate on it. And I'm, I'm like, It's called a windfall. You, you nailed it. Oh. You're going to take okay. the money and run. Let it go. Let yeah. it go. Oh, my God. How about that, Dave? You didn't see that coming. No, you're right. That was on key, by and I way. hope I never see it coming again. Jade did the exact same thing yesterday, but it was a little better. Well, Jade is a lot better than me. Let's Jade just call it out. Yeah. No, so, anyway, yeah. Susan, we've been interrupted here by a solo that was uninvited. It made the so point. So, the deal is this. Um, we, yeah, you don't want to keep the condo because you're becoming a landlord by default, not by intent. If you own another house and you were debt free and you had a pile of, you know, and you wouldn't go borrow on that house in order to buy a condo in the city, you just wouldn't do it. And effectively, by not selling this, it's the same thing as if you bought it, you know, in terms of a balance sheet or in terms of the decision making paradigm. And so, yeah, you're much better off to. to I can't even say it. Yeah, let see, it you, tried, you went there. Yeah, yeah, you caught go. yourself. I, I, yeah, yeah, it's just, oh, okay, you got to chill. But yeah, <laughs> let it go. Yeah, that's what you need to do. And <laughs> You're going to be humming that around the house tonight. Oh, and no, Sharon's going to be like, what are you doing? You're going to be like, Coleman. Who are you? And what that's you all you need to say. Husband? She'll understand. It's She'll all understand. Ken Coleman's fault. She'll understand. So many things are. But hey, right. you've taught this for years. The idea of being a, a, a landlord, landlord by long default, distance, and, and, or even or long even distance, local, it worked. creates headaches. Yeah, just you know, yes, real estate's a good investment, but very few people back into it. You need to walk into it with cash after you got the rest of your finances straightened out. So sell it, Susan. Sell it, please. That's what I would do if I woke up in your shoes. And thank you for the call. This is the Ramsey Show. Hey folks, Ken Coleman here. Did you know The Ramsey Show is one of the most popular podcasts in the world? Get your daily dose of advice on life and money. Check out all of our shows from The Ramsey Network wherever you listen to podcasts.